Hey guys, and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. Today, Josh and I are going to talk about the Southeast Division as we continue to preview the upcoming NBA season. This week tips off with media days and training camps, so it's an exciting time in basketball. And this pick of a division has nothing to do with the hurricane. Hopefully everybody stays safe and healthy as the storm comes through. But Josh, how's it going? Why would you draw that parallel? <laughs> well, I just I thought about it because everybody <laughs> talking about it and we've we've lived in West Florida for the past well three years, four years. Oh yeah, from you to me, yeah. Yeah, so it's like in between. So it's it's just been on the mind and this is kind of part of the country that's hitting. So I was just like it came to mind and I was like, I don't want anybody affected heavily. Hopefully everybody stays safe. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm excited about this division. It's not one of the stronger ones, but it does have some fun teams um that we're gonna dive into here. But how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm challenging myself this week to start the week, and I am attacking the challenge head on. Um, here, man. I was really upset today, though, because our uh, open gym got canceled because it was raining here, and the fall sports get priority. So football oh. and had a practice in our gym. So Tough. got canceled, but I got a nice workout in this morning. I got 20 minutes in before open gym. So That's good. But um, drills. Okay. Finishing. I actually, this is off topic, but uh, I was going through my phone. I needed to make space, and I saw. Remember the videos I took of you and Luca that I never showed you. Yeah. Yeah, I was going through them. them. Huh? Did you delete them? I think I kept them, but uh, send me them. I still haven't seen them. I'm pretty sure I kept them. Because, trying, trying yeah, I kept that. them. I'm trying to do like get those workouts. Like, I'm trying to do those workouts here, like by myself. Yeah, like, I'm trying. I'm trying to like split it up, like one workouts, like either shooting. Like I'm gonna pick like a area, like in bits. Like I'm gonna pick a level and work on that in the first workout, and then second workout, I want to do like those like break it down type stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really liked how we did it. Um. I'm actually hoping to get on the phone with some people this week and like pick their brain a little bit with yeah. my fourth grade squad two weeks away. <laughs> I was telling somebody about that today. They were like, I'll give you a jersey. <laughs> I'm so fired up. I'm going to be coaching a youth basketball team in Bloomington and it's going to be a great time. Uh, next week is the draft and tryouts and I am excited. It's basically your first coaching gig. It is my first coaching gig. <laughs> But um, let's talk about the southeast now. So we're gonna. You said let's go north to south. Yeah, let's go north to south. So we're gonna start with the Washington Wizards. You got so the roster. The Wizards last year were thirty-five and forty-seven under first-year coach Wes Unseld. They started the season really well, and then some injuries plagued them, and they were never able to really bounce back. But this year, they are looking to make some noise and be competitive. But let's go through the roster. They got Isaiah Todd. Jordan Goodwin, Quentin Jackson, Davion Mintz, McCurr Maker, Taj Gibson, DeLon Wright, Bradley Beal, Anthony Gill, Johnny Davis, Rory Hachimura, Will Barton, Corey Kispert, 
Kyle Kuzma, Monte Morris, Denny Advia, Vernon Carey Jr., KP, Kristaps Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford. So on paper, in my opinion, they're good. Like they're going to be a tough team to beat on a night by night basis. They got vets, they got scoring across the board, but um, I'm just hoping that they can get back to what they got to early last season. They're one of my favorite teams to watch in October, November, and December, and then the injuries really bug them. But if they're healthy, they can definitely compete with most, if not all, of the league. Like they're really solid. Yeah, they're not like they're not going to be anything like championship level contending, but the Will Barton and um, Monte Morris pickup over the offseason that was definitely slept on. Like you didn't hear much about that when that happened. Um, they, do you remember what they traded for him? It was part of um, I don't I was, know it was pre-draft. Yeah, and because they were trying, they had to get rid of money. Um, I, I can't I can't remember what they gave up, but I know it wasn't much. Um, I'm excited to see how John, what Johnny Davis's role on this team was. Uh, like. I want to see if they're going to have him as a ball handler, off ball, like that type of thing offensively. And I want to see his progression defensively just because that was such a good question mark coming in, uh, in the draft. Um, and then just the young guys, uh, continual growth between Denny Advia, um, Daniel Gafford, uh, Ruri Hachimura, Corey Kisper, Kuzma. I'm going to interrupt real quick. I got the trade. The trade was a, uh... Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith yeah. to Denver for Will Barton and Monte. Yeah. So that's, it's actually, it was during free agency. Really? I thought yeah. that was like during like the draft. Time. July but, 6th. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that uh, was a really good trade for Washington's only going to make them better. But like I was saying, I'm excited to see the growth of these young guys that they have um, along with the team just growing together with, the dynamic duo of Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Bradley Beal. Um, their offense could be explosive, uh, but I want to see them on the defense bent. Yeah. Like, that's that's where, obviously, they're, they're going to start struggling. But For me, it's going to be Denny and the Denny, Kuzma, Rory, like those three guys, the, the wings that are versatile defenders, they have to be able to shoot it and make plays on the bounce. Like, how good they are will dictate how good they do this season. Um, along with staying healthy, like Brad Beal has to play 70 games probably. Same with KP. KP's been injury prone. If KP gives you 60, Beal gives you 70, you can be looking at a seven seed. Like you can be looking at a like doing better than expected by a lot. Um, I'm 100% with you though. The offense is going to be pretty explosive with Monte, Morris, Will Barton. Corey Kispert could shoot it. Um, you got KP and Beal, obviously. Daniel Gafford's one of the best vertical threats in basketball. Um, it's just a lot of guys that can score in bunches. I'm excited to see if Johnny Davis could do it at this level like he did in college. Uh, it It's a lot of guys that can go out there and get you a bucket, and they can play off of each other. I think they had some of the best movement offensively last year under first-year coach Wes Unseld, but – Defense is where it's going to matter. Last year, when they were good, they were really good defense for a short period of time, and then they weren't able to get back to that. So if they're able to bring the good from last year and build on it, 
They, I, I really do think they could compete. But um, shout out Davion Mintz to <laughs> Kentucky boys. But um, where do you think they finish out of the five? Um, uh, this is tough because they could be like they, I, they could definitely be the team that sneaks around and like could be really competitive but also they could be the worst team in this i'm gonna put them at four right now i might switch that but um i think they might be able to sneak into the play-in but i think they'll be on the outside looking in isn't it crazy though like like we just picked the division right before going on but like you see this team on paper and you're like dang like who is gonna like like this team has a legit playoff shot and then like looking from the outside who said that the other day? The East. This is the best the East has been since Shaq left. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Who said? I know what you're talking about. Somebody said, but it's a hundred percent true. Like, the Wizards might not be competing for a title, but dang, they're gonna be. They're gonna be a scary team. Like, you're not gonna want to play them. Yes. Like, they're not gonna be like a walk through the park like they used to be. Yes. But I'm gonna actually say five. I'm gonna say that they're gonna finish last, only because I'm really high on. Magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um let's go down to Charlotte. Um the Charlotte Hornets last year were under James James Borrego. They were forty three and thirty nine. They were tenth in the East, lost in the play in tournament. Lamelo Ball had a tremendous season. But this year they're under Steve Clifford, who's back in town leading this group. He's going to try to hopefully install a better defensive culture. But let's go through the roster real quick. You got Terry Rozier, Jalen Crutcher, Anthony Dergui. I'm so sorry. He's a rookie. <laughs> Jalen Sims, Isaiah Whaley, Cody Martin, Bryce McGowans, Mark Williams, Nick Richards, PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre Jr., JT Thor. Kai Jones, James Boaknight, Mason Plumley, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and Jalen McDaniels. So, you want me to start? I got it. Um, obviously, last year they were a really fun team uh, running up and down the court, but they struggled on the defensive end. Um, that's where they fell out. Or Were they in the plan? What did you say? What's he? They lost in the plan. They okay. were the 10. But that's that's where that's they they started good last year if I remember correctly right like they started really solid they started solid but it wasn't like a sustainable solid like yeah a lot of things happened like it was a lot of clutch wins that they shouldn't have been able like Gordon Hayward started really well for them and he was getting them like getting them over the edge in a lot of games but it's like they were keeping up scoring wise. They weren't getting stops. Like it was kind of like early season jitters where the offense is a little slow at first. And they were able to like capitalize on that because they are so explosive and they keep the pace up and stuff. But yeah, you can keep going. My bad. Yeah. But, um, they're, I think they can only grow on what they did last year. Obviously the loss of miles bridges hurts. Um, we're not going to bring him up anymore, (laughs) but, um, uh, I still think they're a really solid team. Again, another really young team in the East, which I want to see a lot of progression out of the young guys of James Boatnight, who I think could be a really explosive scorer in the league. Um, Kai Jones, he could be a solid player. Uh, uh, who else was I going to talk about? Um, Mark Williams, I want to see him uh, 
be inserted into their line of PJ Washington. I want to see his role increase without um, Bridges anymore. But uh, and then obviously Lamelo Ball, the the big name. But the I'm going to go back to Mark Williams. Uh, I think that the addition of him is going to be huge for them just because they really didn't have a center last year. Um, and I think that he's going to really help on the defensive end. And then offensively, he's a really athletic, uh, high motor guy that's going to go after every loose ball, every rebound. He's, he's down there. You can pick and roll with him and Lamelo is going to be really good. Um, so I want to see, I'm hoping that his role this year with the Hornets is going to be big because I think that it's going to pay off in the long run. I will echo everything that you said about Mark Williams. I think Mark Williams is a stud and he is going to be the starting center probably after, I'm going to say like eight weeks for the, uh, yeah, Charlotte say Hornets. take a solid 20 games for him to get, um, once he gets a feel and in a groove, I think him and LaMelo just will mesh so well together. Um, Mason Plumley will be a great backup center, but at the same time, you got Nick Richards on the bench who's pretty much just a little bit of a downgrade from Mark Williams. Like They offer a lot of the same things, in my opinion. I think Mark Williams has an opportunity to be a floor spacer as a pick-and-pop guy who he showed a lot of progression in his jump shot. I don't think Nick Richards offers that. I think Mark has a much better feel for the game, but... To go to the negatives, I don't know how this unit will be good on defense unless if Steve Clifford comes in and makes sure that the Lamellos and Terry Rogers buy into ball pressure. Um, these guys have to be able to like Lamelo is a six-seven point guard. The dude is absolutely massive. He has an incredible wingspan. He's a good athlete. He needs to apply pressure. And Terry Rogier is one of the fastest players in the league. So it's like if you have those two flying around, that's going to be huge for them defensively. Like if they really want to turn teams over and play with that pace, they need to be more solid on defense rather than like worrying about inbounding it and going, like force some turnovers. Um, I'm excited to see what the changes are defensively. Uh, Steve Clifford hasn't coached in a little while, and he was one of the best defensive coaches while he was in the league. So if he's able to get this defense on point, they can probably be better than Atlanta. Like the offense is going to be there. And if they're able to be that defensive unit, I think like they can easily be a six seed, five seed even just because like this offense is one of the best in basketball. And if they keep on what they had and just add a very like a top half defense, like I'm saying 15 to 12 defensive rating, like they can be scary for everyone, but I don't think that upside's going to happen. So I'm going to say that they're going to finish fifth in the division. The Orlando Magic on the rise. <laughs> I kind of want to skip Atlanta and go straight to Orlando, but like. You say fifth for um, Washington. Did I say fifth for Washington? Yeah, fourth for Charlotte. Yeah, I got I got Charlotte. Oh, you had you had Washington. I had Washington fourth. Yeah, I got I got Hornets third. Um, okay, and they're just going to be right above, like one to two games above the Wizards. Like I feel like those two will be fighting for that last playing spot. Um, just because I don't think that 
it's going to take them a while, but I still don't think that the defensive side of the ball is going to be where it needs to be for them to be successful, um, even with the high-powered offense that they will have. Um, but we One can sec. My bad for screwing up, so I have Charlotte at four, Washington at five. Yeah. You're straight, bro. Yeah. We're going to the, horn, or to the Hawks, so we're going down the coast. We're, okay, we're going to go down the coast. <laughs> around because you want to talk about the magic it's so bad they're next they're next yes the magic are next but okay so the atlanta hawks last season finished 43 and 39 won the play-in tournament to get in as the eight seed versus the miami heat losing in the first round in five games uh coach nate mcmillan was back he did a solid job at getting a unit that started the year really bad into the playoffs being able to compete against the heat there were a lot of close games a lot of the young talent developed and they had the second best offense in terms of offensive rating. They were bottom five in defense, which is a turnaround from last year. They were pretty middle of the pack, top top 10 almost in defense. But let's go to the roster. So they got A.J. Griffin from Duke. They got Armani Brooks. They got Malik Elson, Jarrett Culver, Chris Sylvia, Tyson Etienne, Trenton Forrest, Tyrese Martin, Frank Kaminsky, Aaron Holiday, Clint Capella, Mo Harkless, shout out, Trey Young, John Collins, Jalen Johnson, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Oyenko Ankangu, Big O, Justin Holiday, DeJounte Murray, and DeAndre Hunter. So, you or me? I got this one, so I'll let you go first on the next one. Okay. <laughs> um, this team got a lot better over the offseason just because of that one trade of DeJounte Murray but I feel like they found something towards the end of last season um, like you said they continually got better and I, I feel like they just improved as a team really well um, defensively again it's another team who has a high powered offense but needs to improve defensively and I feel like the addition of AJ Griffin um, is going to help a lot and DeJounte Murray. Um, but I, it's going to take them a little while again. It's going to, like, I don't think as long as last year, but it's going to take them a few weeks, a few games to get under their belt. But they have the talent and firepower to win a close game early on in the season. Um, but this team could definitely be something really special. Uh, again, improvement of young guys, of DeAndre Hunter, um, John Collins, uh, Aneke Ukungu, love that name. Um, just the improvement, continual improvement of those young guys. And then the addition of Mo Harkless and Frank Kaminsky are going to be huge. Uh, I feel like those guys off their bench, especially since they lost um, Gallinari this offseason, I feel like those guys are going to be able to come in and have huge impacts on this team. Uh touch on Mo Harkless because I know that you want to touch on him. I'm just going to touch on him a little bit. Um, his defensive impact is going to be what is huge in my eyes. Uh, he's been an amazing 3 and D player his whole career in the NBA. And um, I think that he's going to have a huge impact on this team and might even be able to push that starting five. So I'm not going to talk about Mo Harkless because I have Ooh. no bias on this podcast. I um, don't have a bias that's that's strictly i'm calling a breakout year for mo harkless all right but the big <laughs> thing for me is that i think that 
the develop like you touched on it with the development, but I think Big O's development's gonna be huge for them because Capella can't play make and Okongu could. Okongu could catch it on the elbow, could be a five out threat. He's not Big O. Big O's and Lex. This is Lolo. All right, let's pipe down, man. One's in the NBA, one isn't. Um Okongu could catch it, he can play make and I think the more that we can get Trey Young off the ball moving and stuff, the better. That's why I love the addition of DeJounte Murray. Check out the video on YouTube about their duo and how I think that they could play well together and play off of each other. Um, I think DeAndre Hunter, this is his year to come out and solidify himself. I do think that this team is one of the teams that's going to make some trades. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Capella and Collins... Not both, but one or the other is gone by the deadline. Um, I think that they have so much talent. That's kind of a hindrance because they need to give some of these guys freedom to go out there and do what they do. One guy on the bench that I'm excited to see him get some run is Jalen Johnson. Um, Jalen Johnson could definitely be a high-impact two-way guy that can go out there and really just impact the game. He has great size, length. He has a good skill set to score at three levels. I think he can definitely play off of guys and just somebody else that they could have in the rotation. I do think Mo is going to be huge for them because he's a vet. He knows how to win games. He was huge for Portland during their runs. He was a good vet presence in Sacramento when he was healthy. He could shoot it. He could defend his position and switch basically two through three, four. Um, And adding an A.J. Griffin is another guy that could really impact defensively. I think that the moves this offseason help them defensively, but offensively, they just need to be able to stay in a groove as much as possible instead of having that last two months of the season being so explosive and deadly and efficient offensively. Find things that work and just go with them for as long as possible. Have some tweaks here and there, and then when the playoffs come, you can be a team that can genuinely make another run to the Eastern Conference Finals like they did two years ago, losing to the Bucks. But they're they're definitely a scary team. I'm actually like going into this, I was like, this division really shouldn't be that competitive. But it's like all of these like teams seem to have like just like they're close. Like, you know, like thinking about the East in general, like this whole middle of the pack area is quite intense. But uh, I know I already brought that up once. It's it's going to be a very close uh, race between each like section of the rankings. Yeah. But um I got them at two. What? Oh. Not in the east, in the division. In the division. I, oh, I know. I, w- I went and I was on the earth like I pressed ahead and I was on Orlando Magic. Oh was, my God. You got Atlanta <laughs> at two. Yeah no I got them at two also. So <laughs> now we can talk about the dear old Orlando Magic. So let, let me let me talk about last year first. So in the 2021-2022 season, the Magic finished with a 22-60 and 60 record under first-year coach Jamal Mosley. They had the 30th offense and the 17th defense, okay? Middle of the pack defensively. They have a lot of youth on the roster from guys like Jalen Suggs to uh, Wendell Carter to Franz Wagner. 
but let's go through the whole roster real quick. We got Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Joel Ayayi, uh, Gary Harris, Kevon Harris, Admiral Schofield, Caleb Houston, Bull Bull, Mo Bamba, Paolo Boncaro, Devin Kennedy, Terrence, Terrence Ross, Mor- Moritz Wagner, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, who will be out for a little while with a toe injury, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, and Chuma Okiki. Um, I think that they have the youth, and I think they have the coach that has created a good, like, yes, they won 22 games, but I think that they have a foundation that they can guard, and if they're able to guard, I think that they'll be able to compete because the offense, I think, automatically gets better due to first, the development. I think Franz showed in Eurobasket that he can play with anyone. I think that the addition of Paolo adds another layer to their offense. I think Wendell Carter Jr. just gets better and he's able to be that five-man that can score inside and out, put the ball on the ground, play make, just being a versatile threat. I think Jonathan Isaac back in the lineup, that's a guy that can guard anyone, could be honestly a defensive player of the year candidate if he's healthy. Um, You have just so much young, versatile talent, and I think that they have a chance of being top 15 in both offense and defense. And if they're able to do that, live up to their potential, set the foundation for the long haul in Orlando, I could see them being a five seed. I think that they have what it takes to genuinely compete in this league. I love Jamal Mosley. I love some of the things they did in terms of elbow actions, in terms of some inverted offense. Um, I can just see their offense expanding with the Franz and Palo two-man games. Um, I think their one lack is shooting, but I think that that is coverable due to their great defense that they're going to have. I really, I, I am all in on Orlando's future. I think that they're a team that's going to be here for a long time, and I think that this year is the year that they make some noise, finishing third in the Southeast and in the playoffs. I agree with you to a certain extent. I'm all in on their future, but I still think that they need another year of development with this team. What, um, what's wrong with the present? Why not now? Why not us? Um, Because they have a ton of 24, 19 to 24, 25-year-olds that still need another year of development um, and growth as a team. Uh. I feel like they will improve throughout the year. They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna start rough, like pretty rough. Um, but as the season goes on, I think they will become a very good basketball team and make strides towards what they're going to be. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury is going to be. Hopefully, we see him at what he was before his injury, or even if that's not at the beginning, get to what he was before his injury throughout the year. But like I said, I think they're going to start out rough and throughout the year, they're going to come together, find their kinks as a team, become very good on the defensive end. I do think they're going to be very good defensively, like you said. Um, but a few guys that I want to see get better throughout the year, Jalen Suggs, uh, Mo Bamba, uh, Wendell Carter, um, Fultz, and then uh, Franz Wagner, and then obviously I want to see what Paolo Bocero can do 
Um, but they do have the talent. I'm here for the future, but right now I don't think is their time quite yet. Um, who's so gonna I, who who's gonna score on the big lineup? Who's gonna who's score? Gonna, on the, who's gonna score? Chris how, Paul. How are you gonna get paint touches? You're Debo. gonna be moving the ball in the perimeter and hoping to God that they don't contest your shot. Get hey 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 um, Wendell Carter ball screen. Let's go. He can guard. Drag out over top, Chris Paul. Well, that's time. just that's a tough bucket. Yeah, tough bucket. Um, but I think that they Warriors. can win. Four, I think Warriors. they can win forty games. I'm gonna speak that into existence. I think they can win forty games. I don't think forty games get you to the ten seed. No, it's too competitive this year. I think the one that's seed tough. in the East, the one seed that. in the East, can get like probably maybe sixty, maybe sixty. I don't think 40 wins will get you the 10 seed, though. I think they'll get 35. So you have them last. I have them fifth. Dude, we did all that work. Check out the video um, on YouTube. I know all that that was a great no, team preview. I just don't think that it's their time quite yet. I, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be, like we said about the Wizards, um, it's another team that you're not going to want to face, and they're still going to be fighting to make the playoffs. So, hey. I hope I hope I hope you're right. I hope they are really good this year. They deserve it. The future's bright. But now let's go to the last team in the division, the Miami Heat. Last year they finished fifty-three and twenty-nine under Coach Eric Spolstra, top three in the league. Um, they had a top ten offense, top five defense. They lost in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7 to the Boston Celtics. Um, the Heat last year were just gritty, tough, and they did what they had to do to win games at the end of the day. They had the development of some of their young guys, but let's run through the group real quick. We got Caleb Martin, Drew Smith, Udonis Haslam here for the last run, Jamal Kane, Marcus Garrett, Darius Days, Jer- Jeremy Boyer. You know him? Your team. Come on. Victor Oladipo, Orlando Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovich, Haywood Highsmith, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Omer Yurtsman, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. I literally didn't know one name and I couldn't pronounce it. I'm sorry. I'm a fake fan, apparently, but nay. You want to go? Or. Yeah, it's a team. Okay. Um, everything for this Heat squad will come down to how we play in the front court. Um, how the Heat play in the front court because we're re- the Heat are relying heavily on small ball this year. And what the, no, huh? What happened to no bias? You're out here saying we. <laughs> the Heat are relying heavily on small ball this year, and it'll be interesting to see the development of. Omer Yurtsman of continuing to see how Bam grows as a player. Um, Dwayne Dedman showed great minutes during the regular season last year to get us to get the team some wins. Um, I think I actually think Udonis Haslam might be rotational because of how thin how thin they are on the back line. Um, just it are the starting lineup will probably be um, Kyle Lowry. 
Oh, that's tough. Actually, I I actually don't know what they're gonna do because the back... say it, just say it. Do you Kyle, think Hero, Kyle, Tyler, Struess, Jimmy? Yeah. Damn. Okay. I I would I would say that also. Um. I think Victor Oladipo. I I believe that he is going to come into form more and more. He showed so much growth over the playoff run last year that I think. This year might be he might be all star level him again. Not saying he's going to be an all star, but I mean like he's going to play at a really high level. Uh, see the development of Tyler Hero. See how Kyle Lowry comes back into action after having a banged up playoffs and seeing what he can bring to the table. Max Struess, another year of growth. He looks so good toward the end of end of last season that it's exciting to see what the future has for him. I'm hoping to see Duncan Robinson get back to form. Um. The offense, I'm excited to see what Spo pulls out because it's such a different unit than what they've had in recent past in terms of just the personnel out there. Um, I know the playoffs, they win a lot of small ball, but they haven't had a small ball group like this since uh, like the Dion Waiters and James Johnson years, and the offense kind of was like in the mud a little bit. And that was what killed us last year. And I know defense at the end of the day is what the Heat are built upon. They're going to go out there. They're going to grit grind. I think it's going to be, again, a highly switching defense, a lot of pressure. Um, I actually think that there's going to be more trapping this year, a lot more blitz. Like, if they're going to go small, I think that they're going to go all in on it. And they need to cover up for Hero, especially in the starting five. Um just being able to apply pressure when he's at the point, like send somebody from the gap, flatten out the backside. Like when the Heat are clicking defensively, they're one of, if not the best defense in basketball. So that's expected. It's just the offensive end. I want to see what Spo goes to. Maybe a lot of BAM .5, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. um, I think they did take us, definitely took a step back from last year, uh, just with the loss of P.J. Tucker. Um, and depth loss, but I st- somebody's going to step up. You know, it's Miami. Um, somebody always comes out of the shadows every year <laughs> and it has a huge impact on their team. So I definitely am expecting somebody to step up. Like you said, Victor Oladipo, I feel like it's going to get back to what he – close to what he used to be. It's kind of sad. He's already, I didn't realize that he was already 30 years old and – half of his career was dealt with injuries. It's pretty sad just because of how good we all knew he could be, could have been. Um, But I think he's finding his own in Miami now. Uh, Obviously you got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, uh, Kyle Lowry, um, the same guys from last year. You you basically said everything. Um, I'm excited to see how they can get Duncan back into what he was. Um, shooting wise, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to him very early or very often, very early, um, just to get his rhythm back going, uh, him and Struess run a lot of action for them early, uh, just to get their shooters going. And then Omer Yersevim, he's going to have to step up just because you saw Dwayne Dedman go down last year with injuries and they didn't really have a backup center, um. So they were first forced to go small ball, but there's bad in the playoffs. He got booted from the rotation. That's what you mean. 
wasn't but wasn't he hurt like right like he was doing good then he got hurt and then he didn't, couldn't get his feeling he played back. he played hurt for a while yeah his bam bam was out for a long time mm-hmm. that's what uh he st- deadman was starting center and then omer looked great like his yeah. minutes and then deadman was out for a little while but omer did a really good job filling in so i think omer kind of I think he's going to be the backup five, but it will be I, – I just want to see what he does with the rotation. Yeah, but they're, they're still a really good team. And like you said, defensively is where they're going to thrive, and then they just got to get their rhythm offensively. But I still still think that they're going to be a very, very good team. Win the division top four in the East. Yeah. You know, Miami thinks. The uh, – <laughs> The floor is so high, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's I like how high the ceiling is. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, I'm like, you know that they'll be good. You know that they're gonna win games, like a lot of games. But then, like, you sit back and you think about the offense and how it looked in the. Eastern Conference Finals, you need you need something outside of Jimmy Butler to rely on, you know. Bam, the reports are that Bam is going to, like, they're actively trying to get him 15 to 20 shots a game, which if that's mm-hmm. the case, then I feel great about the, the Heat going into this year. Um, if he comes out the first 10 to 15 games and he's af- actually getting 15 shots a game, that, like... As a Heat fan, you feel great because he could do it. He could probably score 24 a game. Jimmy could score 24 a game also, and then everybody else just has to fill in around them. You know Oladipo could get get you 20 any night. Same with Hero. And then I think that the Heat looked better with Gabe Vincent on the floor late in the playoffs. So if you have him off your bench, and even – with the possibility of earning a starting spot, you might like they could end up with some of the best five and five lineups like in the league. Like it's a, it could be really good, but you know, at the end of the day, they will be a really good team regardless. And let's see how far they go. Um, but yeah, um, that wraps up the last team in the division. Uh, do you have any notes about like anything you want to, f- say about the division before we wrap it up um, just to say what i said at the beginning it's gonna they're really like they're gonna be an exciting division um they're not the best division in basketball um to be honest i would say they're actually the worst division in the east in my opinion yeah uh, but still like we said each, each of these teams are going to be scary to play every night they're all going to be like you're not going to want to play any of these teams, so uh, that just goes to show how deep the East is this year and how fun this season is going to be. I think them in the Central are pretty close. I feel like the Central just has so much more upside. I mean, you have the Pacers who are going to suck, but I feel like the Pistons could be good. Like the Pistons and Magic are in the same boat. They, it's we have like two, two top five teams, and then the Bulls, which you never know what's good, what they're going to be. Without long, we'll talk about them when we talk about them. But um, yeah, I actually like 
I didn't realize until doing this, honestly, how this division could be really good. Like, it actually could be a good division, but at the, it's so competitive about East that um, I just don't think, like, those bottom three might not even make the playoffs, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like um, it's completely up in the air. The teams will fight, you know, that there's there's a lot of young talent to look forward to for a long time. And also there's the top of it where you have a Trey Young and DeJounte Murray-led Atlanta squad and a Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo-led Heat squad that have competed deep in playoff runs while the rest of the division hasn't seen that in a long time. So um, it's an exciting little bunch. There's different levels of competing going on, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't want to face Charlotte or Washington if they're healthy and rolling so it's like it's it's competitive in a different way but it's definitely going to be some good basketball this year yeah but that is it for us from this episode of the just hoops podcast uh i hope you guys enjoyed i hope you guys are getting ready for the season me and josh are getting excited josh is ready to tune in some preseason basketball coming up um and yeah so uh make sure to listen Huh? Friday at 3 a.m., baby. Friday at 3 a.m.? Why does it say 3 a.m.? Are they playing somewhere else? I think so. Wow. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in to previous episodes of the podcast to get ready for this upcoming season. For more basketball content, check out the YouTube channel. We just released a video this past Monday about cutting and off-ball movement. It's more of a deep dive breakdown, but to learn more about basketball, definitely tune in. Make sure to tune in this Friday for a new video, and we'll catch you in the next one, guys. Peace.